Welcome to the Pulse Podcast, personal conversations about life, leadership, and legacy with inspiring founders, entrepreneurs, and leaders of industry. I am R. Adam Smith, founder of Wisdom Board. I am pleased to host this podcast episode. Wisdom Board is a fast-growing digital leadership platform powered by curated content, blue chip services, valuable human capital resources, and an expansive expert network. Wisdom Board is dedicated to empowering excellence for private companies at the board level. I'm here today with Dr. Stephen J. Cosmina, uh, the founder of the Genesis Frequency. It's a fascinating podcast that's been around for several years. Stephen, uh, aka Dr. Cos, is a gentleman. He is a visionary. He has a fantastic mind and and heart and voice, and he is an inspiration to uh, many, many thousands of people that are seeking to improve their lives, their mindfulness, uh, their ability to contribute uh, to enhancing their own lives and those around them, but as well as their as well as their companies. And Dr. Cause in that role, he coaches many people in small businesses and helps them with their their corporate journeys. He's here today with us on the Wisdom Board Pulse podcast series, and it's a pleasure to have you here today. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a, really an honor, and I've been listening to your podcasts as well, Adam, and uh, very insightful. And, you know, it, it's all about sharing, right? It's sharing that, that wisdom that drops in over the ages and getting it out there. And, and we're all in this together, and it's helping each other. So I want to thank you for the work you do, and thanks again for having me. That's my pleasure. Uh, it's been a long year for all of us, and now that it's spring and we're moving into yet another year, uh, 2021, it's, it's timely to talk about some of the matters that you're an expert in and share that, uh, share those insights and that wisdom with people, men and women that are on the front line of leading companies and the stress and obligations and duties and work that uh, goes into those roles is, is substantial. You know, some people are working 70, 80, 90 hours a week to make to make things work. Uh, it can be a small widget company in Ohio for 10 million. It can be a billion dollar SPAC that's growing 100% a year. So I think there's a lot for people to think about and reflect. And what I'd like to share today uh, with them is some of your thoughts on that, on that path towards being mindful and aware of who you are as a person in the context of leadership. I also think the Genesis Frequency is, is a great podcast because uh, you flow through a range of really uh, useful topics and they also have a nice flow to them as well, uh, covering individual topics that are quite poignant as well as uh, different different series. Um, uh, Dr. Causes podcast has an ocean on it because his company is called success ocean international so if any of you would like to reach out to him afterwards you can find him there so dr cause um what is on your mind in terms of leaders today uh out there on the front line and in in our country and the context that we live in today well, you touched on a couple things here to get us going today, and and what comes up for me is is the word balance. 
you know, it, it has been a stressful year, whether you're, whether you're an upstart, whether you're brand new, whether you're in the, you know, the beginning stages, whether you're seeking that first round from family or friends and, and you've been nurturing and, and letting your idea just get going and it, it, it's fermenting, it's gestating and all that, or, or maybe you're way, way along the way. And either way, it has been stressful. And, and, and we as, as visionaries, as entrepreneurs, as leaders, whatever you are involved in, we do tend to lose track of, of that self-care. And, and, and that's what came up for me when you were sharing, because we have to have that balance. So many leaders, so many business owners get so involved with their dream and they should, they absolutely should. We talk a lot about, you talk about passion and I talk about passion. That's so important, but it's not about sleeping next to your desk. And, you know, we hear that if you would, you know, if you ever turned into Shark Tank, you know, they're working for a deal and they're trying to impress the panel. And it says, you know, all I do is I sleep next to my desk for like an hour. Then I get up and I start working again. We don't have to do that. In fact, that can take us in the opposite direction of where we want to go. We have to find that balance. We have to include that self-care. Why is that? Because, well, from my point of view, I'm all about taking matters into our own mind and, and to further that taking matters into our own mind and heart to take it into a deeper level. And if we're not managing the stress, if we're not having the balance between, hey, some rest time and, and the doing and the going and the going and the going and the going, we're not going to be as creative as we want to be. We're not going to be as fresh as we want to be. That stress is going to exude from us. That stress is going to radiate and have an impact and an influence of those that we're looking to lead. So sometimes we can really contradict what our intention is. We can do, put out there the opposite of really what we want to do. So I think that's a great point is to notice that you have to step back, really notice what you're noticing. I use that term a lot with my clients to pay attention to, to the way you're feeling, but step outside, be objective, step outside as the observer of your day. Or when you lay down at night, and this is a great exercise for, for memory, is to go back do the last thing you did right before you, you got in, in bed and then go through the events of your day backwards and try to recall them. And it strengthens your memory. That's, you know, that's another talk for another show. But when we are aware and we can observe what we're doing, we can pinpoint the parts of our day where that stress played an important part, had an impact, and sometimes in a direction that we didn't really want to go or we didn't intend to go. And that's what I think we should talk about a little bit. What happens in that time, aside from stress, when we do go in those directions that we didn't really want to go and things turn out how we didn't really want them to turn around, turn out the way they did. And we can find that rooted in our consciousness and in these little nasty things called paradigms. So we can talk about that if you'd like. I like that. Thank you. Um, there's a couple of really interesting nuggets there for our listeners that are um, running companies or uh, running with those running the companies on the boards or around the boards or the CEOs that all of which are uh, very accomplished people uh, with whatever 
whatever mindset uh, they they perform with. It could be a left brain, right brain, a combination. Can be through uh, high achievement. Uh, can be through high emotional intelligence. Everyone is kind of kind of different, but um, in this period that we're in today, uh, where there is a crisis, there is a recession, there is uh, cultural and societal factors that are changing. I think that there's uh, a great deal of information to process and that volume of content and change is, can, be over, can be overwhelming, can be very distracting. And I find, I find it for myself, it can be distracting when you're focusing on your own needs, you know, the, the Ayn Rand uh, direction of self, self-actualization it can conflict with the space that you require to reflect around what's going on around you. It can be society, it can be your company, it can be your, your employees, uh, your culture. So it's a, it's a lot to process. Um, you talk about on your book, the Genesis frequency and the podcast of the same name, that it's important for all of us to think about the life that we want to live uh, for for ourselves as leaders, for how we lead people, how we think about culture and create a rhythm, a rhythm of life. Um, so in addition to your thoughts on the rhythm of life and this balance you're talking about, you also talk about, of course, um, uh, a quantum leap in your life. So walk us through um, taking our lives as leaders with, with a rhythm and appreciating the day that we have and not, not being content, not being uh, intellectually lazy about it, but actually being be empowering ourselves and, and, and looking at it each day as a rhythm. And how, does, how, do you lead, how do you lead into a quantum leap and taking that balance towards uh, a greater, greater success and greater, greater movement in, your, in, in what you can accomplish? Yeah, great, great stuff in there, what you just shared, because you know, it, to get to that quantum leap place, sometimes we have to do the, the opposite of the striving and the trying and the pushing and the grinding and just driving, driving, driving. So many people think we got to do that. And it doesn't really take any more effort to make those quantum leaps, but it is about getting out of logic, moving away from intellect. And, and it doesn't matter the level of achievement that has been accomplished so far in your life. I love a little book by Bryce Pritchett, and I want to go to that. Yeah, just that's where I, I really latched on to the quantum leap method, the quantum leap process. Price is a, a PhD, and he, he writes. Are you familiar with Price, Adam? He wrote a little book called U Squared. Oh, yeah, U Squared. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it, and it's great. And he talks about achievement and making quantum leaps and how mo- no more effort is involved with that. And, and I, I love a little line he has in there. He says, you haven't been reaching your full potential. And he says, so far, you haven't even come close. No matter how you wish to measure success, regardless of how you define achievement, you have barely scratched the surface of what you personally can accomplish. And let's think about that for a moment, because many of your listeners and and many of my colleagues are, are very accomplished, as you said, and have achieved tremendous things in their lives. But if we would take this or at least consider this line as true for a moment, and, and I believe it's true because, you know, we live in this field of infinite potential. So often we, we go by what we're taking in from our five senses, you know, the knowledge that we have, 
the wisdom we gained along the way. That's that's the input, right? And we we base what's next on all of that input. And some of it is accurate input, some of it is inaccurate input. And regardless of whether it's accurate or not, we form beliefs around it and those beliefs lead to feelings and those feelings lead to behaviors and those behaviors lead to results. See, the process is always the same. It's thoughts, feelings plus actions equals results. That formula is is always the same. It's just how we're wired. It's just how it works. And we can talk more about that in, in a moment. The thing to be aware of is that we have 50 to 60,000 thoughts a day. And most of those thoughts are either the same thoughts we had yesterday, or we're thinking thoughts about things we don't want to happen. So the key in, in all of this is to, to be diligent and vigilant and, and filtering those thoughts and which one we have an emotional and a reaction to that we allow to, to penetrate deeper, to move into our subconscious mind. And this is important to realize because you, you mentioned that rhythm. There is really a, a, a natural universal law of rhythm that just says we're going to have the highs, we're going to have the lows. The tide moves in, the tide moves out. We live in a universe that just operates by this pulse, this, this law of rhythm, and we have to recognize that. And that's why we have to be more self-aware of how we're feeling, what's going on in our body, what's going on in those we would lead. We have to be observant of this as, as leaders, Adam. We have to, right. to be conscious of this. We have to see that around, around the, the table in the boardroom and right. recognize that other people you know, they're involved with this law of rhythm too. And sometimes when when we're in that high where the tide's in, their tide might be going out. We might be up and they might be down. And right. and then these things are happening, you know, it's just part of the human dynamic and the interaction. But we're still all guided by those beliefs, by those thoughts that we attach feelings to and emotionalize because those are the ones that impress our subconscious mind where right. our paradigms, where our habits are stored. And I, think that, some, I think at some point we'll be speaking more perhaps in other, other conversations, either you and I with some executives or perhaps in, on further, uh, further audio podcasts around the universal laws. Because uh, there's, there's a lot there to unpack, um, whether it's from you or Bob Proctor or, or Price. So let's... Let's pin on that, but I did want to comment on um, as as a leader, as someone who works with with many investors and founders and driven people, many of which are more accomplished than myself, is that there is uh, different types of drive based on each person's personality uh, and how they push themselves. And as we've seen in uh, in recent news with CEOs, often. Uh, that drive results in uh, work, workplace environments which are not, not healthy or they push too hard or they, they're not mindful, they're not empathetic of, of, their, of their employees or even their colleagues or even their board or, or the, much less the company itself and the brand of the company, the legacy of the company. So I would like to talk about legacy as well down the road. But um, given that uh, I was able to 
Shakur you on the podcast as a master's in metaphysical science and direct a, a doctor of philosophy and an ordained minister. I think I'd, uh, I'm just happy to be uh, to be getting by in, in the conversation with you today. <laughs> oh, no. but uh, I, I find it interesting that in um, the 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 uh, kind of the psychological uh, psych psychiatrist world, the life coaching world, the executive coaching world, and everything that we're, we're reading today um, is is confusing for those that are seeking to enhance their their uh, their way of life and create a rhythm between their personal life and their professional life. And this goes way beyond beyond how many Zoom calls you have. It's about personal development. Uh, it's about how you achieve success and be mindful of those around you. It's about your personal, your personal wellness and your personal spirituality and how, how that comes through you as a person and affects, affects others. And I find that some of us often are pursuing happiness um, or pursuing contentment. And then there are others that say, well, you should not pursue happiness because that's just uh, that's, that's like you saying you're in love with being in love. It's a sort of a shallower uh, objective to pursue happiness because you have to go through the journey to get to happiness. You can't just, you can't just grab happiness. Um, so I'd like you to, to comment on that. And then as an aside, you were mentioning that uh, we, you know, we don't really use all of our, our, our personal mental capacity to its, to its fullest. I think that some can be somewhat intimidating to people because they say, well, how do I capture, how do I utilize more of my mental capacity? Uh, and why is my brain only, only working at 3% or 10%? As an aside, I was reading before the call that, that, that myth that we only use 3% or 10% of our brain, um, I think upsets some of us that we wonder, you know, what's the, what's the other 90% doing? But I was reading that that's actually a, a myth that uh, in the old days, maybe a hundred years ago, they said that they thought that neurons was only 10% of your brain and then it's stuck. And people think that the other 90% of our brain is just empty space. It's not actually working, but that's not true. So I thought you would find that a, a, a funny commentary. Yeah, you, you know, that's interesting because there is a quote I, I like that's uh, in alignment with that in a way. That's uh, by George Bernard Shaw. You probably heard it. Two percent of the people think. Three percent of the people think they think, and ninety-five percent of the people would rather die than think. You know, it ties into you know, and that's that can be funny, and it can be true as well. And that goes along with, hey, yeah, how much of our brain are we using? If you would walk up to anybody and and ask them what are the how many many mental faculties do we have? How many are there? And do you think you're using yours to the fullest? Um, I think it might be hard for us to to find someone that can name them. You know, those are the uh, intuition, imagination, reason, perception, memory, and will. Six of our mental faculties right there. And, and we could, that's a whole nother show for a different day. But how are we utilizing those? And, you know, this isn't, you know, this isn't just woo-woo stuff. This is stuff that affects us as leaders and in our leadership roles because it's also affecting the performance of everybody sitting around the table. And if we can work to consciously develop these intellectual faculties and then go deeper, knowing that there's, there, there is on that spiritual deeper level faculties as well to be developed well then we'd be even we become even even more powerful because we're more of, of in control of what's going on on the inside 
And, yeah. and how does how does personal mindfulness, when we talk about mindfulness, how does that benefit us as leaders when responsible for tens and hundreds of people? How does that benefit us and therefore benefit others around us? Well, there's a couple different de definitions of mindfulness. We talked on this, uh, touched on this uh, at some point um, prior, but mindfulness, the, the definition of mindfulness is being fully present in the moment without judgment. And that's really about getting ourselves focused on this moment, which is a, a personal, in that context, in that definition, I think that's important for anybody to do because we spend most of our time either living our life looking through the rearview mirror or looking forward to a future that doesn't exist yet and then balancing that out on top of it, especially in leadership saying that, well, what do you mean? I got a plan, I got a, I got a forecast, I got to do this. You still have to be present and do that in the moment. So in that context, mindfulness is a practice that is involved in training our mind to be fully present in the moment with whatever we're focusing on and doing right here, right now, without judgment, with curiosity, and with release. And there's really seven aspects of that. Another time, another call for another show. But let's take that to the second part of your question. How, mm -hmm. how is that important? Because a lot of times, when people are unaware that mindfulness is a practice and something that we can develop, they use the term mindfulness really to talk about conscious awareness, about being aware, about being aware of what's going on inside of us, being aware of what's going on around us, and then stepping out and, and again, being that observer. How does that, how does that help the leader? Well, we have to recognize why you're making the decisions that you make. Are they all based on the intellect? Are they all based solely on logic? Are they, or are they based on the vision? Are they based on, on where you want to take the company, where you want to take your, your team, where you want to take your group, where you want to take your division? Where is this all coming from? And again, our days are so filled with a series of reactions rather than maybe appropriate responses. So when, when we're aware of, of how we're put together, when we're fully present in the moment, we come from a place that's more rooted in a, in a calm and, and peaceful nature that gives us that clarity to intentionally and deliberately make choices and decisions in alignment with what we would like to move into our field of experience. Because isn't that all about what, isn't that what it's all about anyway? Right. Is moving from where we are to where we want to be. Right. We don't have to necessarily overcomplicate it. We don't have to overthink it. We don't have to move in too much intellect. Yes, in leadership, in big companies and corporations, but even in small businesses, when there's one guy doing it all, there's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of moving pieces, but it's still going to boil down to what's going on within the, in the individual, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And we have to be aware of all these things. You know, the simplest way to look at this, Adam, is, hey, and, and I've had my issues this week. Any of our electronics, you know, they sometimes we just grind away and, and they work overtime. And we fill them up with memory and we fill them up with knowledge. We fill them up with wisdom. We fill them up with intellect. And guess what? 
they just stop working sometimes. And what is every tech, no matter how much he's got degrees falling off the end of his business card, it doesn't matter. Microsoft, Google, HP, what do they tell us to do? The first thing, unplug and restart. And you know what? That's pretty good advice for us as individuals, as leaders, as team leaders, as business owners, as, as drivers to unplug, step back and just take a look and observe what's going on in our life and where our decisions are coming from. Thank you. I love that. I really appreciate that uh, tying those pieces together for us uh, at a time when it is difficult to be mindful in the, in the present because there's so much going on. And that, that focus on the present, whether we're focusing on a board meeting or listening to somebody uh, with their uh, corporate conversation, we're uh, presenting to an important audience uh, or, you know, we're just, uh, we're, we're just doing yoga and trying to re reconnect with ourselves. I think that is related to the theme that you mentioned of your thoughts lead to your actions, but in between your thoughts and actions are the way you feel about what you're doing. You can't just jump from a thought to an action. And that mindfulness is that time between the moment you have that thought and the action you're taking. And then you want those actions to have the results that you're talking about. So I'm really, really happy for a conversation. I think in the future, um, we will be uh, talking more about some of these universal laws. As an aside, um, Dr. Cause has a, a book, which is the Genesis Frequency. You can find that online at Amazon and so on. There's also another book, which I thought um, might be um, another good read. And I'm sure that uh, you have uh, read it as well. I've really enjoyed reading Abundance, which is The Future Better Than You Think by Peter Diab Mandis. Um, what do, you, what do you think of that book? Uh, how does that relate to your views on abundance? What is abundance? And, and just to wrap that up, um, how do we pursue abundance without being intimidated in that, in that pursuit? Well, I, I'm I'll be honest with you, I don't have Peter's book on my, in my collection right now, but I, I definitely set the intention to do that and move that in there. I have so many. And to answer your question, I think it's, you know, it's about seeing the abundance. It, it's about knowing that we live in an abundant universe and the, again we take all this information in from our five senses we call that sense consciousness and and we take all this in and we look to our our bank balance we look to our checkbook and we look to that to see if there's abundance or not to see if there's supply or not and, and that's not where it is we have to look to the totality of of everything and see the abundance we have to have a mindset a consciousness of abundance, that we live in an abundant universe. And we can do that. I challenge anyone to not see abundance when you stand in the field of lavender that goes on for miles in every direction, or look at the grains of sand on the beach or the amount of drops in the ocean. And we can move that and come from that consciousness and start to think thoughts centered in abundance. Because if we think thoughts that are always focused on lack, guess what? We're gonna attract more of those thoughts. Here's the thing, and, and it ties in with, with your last statement. We, we can't move from, from thoughts to action, but guess what? The thoughts don't usually take that course from anyway. We, we move from thoughts to feelings. The feelings impress the subconscious mind, and the subconscious mind is the direction of the actions we take through the vibration it creates within us. 
So what are the thoughts? That's the one thing that we can affect change. The one area we can affect change is in our thoughts. So it, it's, again, it's really important to be vigilant, to be vigilant, and to, to ask ourselves, what are we thinking? What are we thinking and what are we attaching feeling and emotion to? Um, abundance is a state of consciousness that we can move into when we train our mind to focus on the abundance and not the illusion of lack. And that's another deeper conversation for another time. I Got it. I agree. Well, thank you, Dr. Cause. It's a pleasure to meet you, to enjoy your podcast, to receive your, your wisdom here for our audience at Wisdom Board and my, my friends and clients and, and uh, uh, many of those that are seeking to excel in their lives, in their, in their corporate lives. We, we should all keep in mind we have the tools necessary to reach part of our own quantum leaps and to get there, as Dr. Kaz mentioned, is to think positive and to, to empower yourself to create positive attraction uh, vibes and energy for those around you. And by, by being mindful about the moment, you create a, a personal rhythm, which is more balanced and that in turn has effects on others. So definitely more to talk about with Dr. Cause and uh, Stephen, thank you for your time today. You can find more about him at Success Social International, as well as his website and the Genesis Frequency on Spotify and other areas. And I'm sure you'll be hearing more about him and enjoy his podcast as well. Stephen, thank you for your time today and enjoy this lovely spring weather. And thank you for all of your wisdom as well. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. It has uh, been a pleasure and love to just take some of these things further again sometime. Have a great day. Pulse is a digital collection of personal conversations with respected private company experts. Pulse listeners enjoy enlightening lessons, wisdom, and journeys of interesting people. Pulse is a production of Wisdom Board, a trusted leadership brand dedicated to empowering private companies to achieve excellence in the boardroom. Wisdom Board lives on LinkedIn and online at wisdomboard.co. Please subscribe to our podcast, available on all major channels, including Apple, Google, and Spotify. I am R. Adam Smith founder of Wisdom Board. Thank you for listening to the Wisdom Board Pulse podcast.